hello, Cathedral. It's great to see everybody today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thanks so much for coming out today. Wherever you're at on campus, those watching online, different campuses around the base, so glad that you're here. We are in a series called Say Something. We're looking at the game-changing words that Jesus spoke from the cross. And the word I want to talk with you about for the next few moments, well, the word of the day is spirit. Spirit. Would you say that with me? Spirit. Spirit. There's a picture that I love of a little boy. He's kneeling down for his bedtime prayer. You can see him up here with that dog kneeling next to him. How great is that? Now, that takes me back to my childhood because I used to do the same thing. Minus the dog, I would do the same thing. Every night, I would grab my blanket, and I would kneel down, and I would say my bedtime prayers, and I said the same thing every night. I said the same prayer. In fact, I still remember that prayer. I'm almost 60, but I still remember that prayer. And the prayer went like this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I'm not the only one who prayed that prayer. (laughs) If you know it, pray it with me. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Give yourselves a big hand, Cathedral. We're doing all right. Someone sent me another version of that prayer that goes like this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my toys will break. So none of the other kids can use them. Amen. At least the kid's honest. That prayer that you and I prayed a moment ago, that we prayed as kids, do you know it goes back a very long time? The kids have been praying that exact prayer for over a thousand years. In fact, you can trace the roots of that prayer back any further. Follow it back from generation to generation to generation, and eventually you land at the cross of Jesus. The prayer that we pray is a paraphrase of the word Jesus speaks from the cross this week. So I'm going to invite you to stand with me, please, for the reading of this word. If everybody would stand It's found in Luke chapter 23. Follow along as I read. It goes like this. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three, three o'clock, three. Say that with me. Three in the afternoon for the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Would you say that with me? Father, into your hands I commit 
my spirit. Jesus had prayed this prayer hundreds of times before because every Jewish child would learn this as a bedtime prayer. It comes from Psalm 31. Psalm 31 verse 5 goes, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Cut Jesus and he bleeds scripture. He had learned this prayer as a child. Can you picture Jesus kneeling down by the side of his bed and his mother going over this prayer with him? Into your hands I commit my spirit. And then she'd tuck Jesus in, he'd close his eyes, and he'd go to sleep. And here on the cross, one more time, he prays that same prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. And he closes his eyes, and he goes to sleep in the Father's arms. Death is no more dangerous for a believer than falling asleep in your father's arms. Can somebody say amen to that? Hallelujah! So the big, well, the big takeaway phrase for the weekend is this. If you commit yourself to the father, you are in good hands. Good hands. Say that with me. Good hands. Say it again. Good hands. Make it your statement of faith today. Before you're seated, tell somebody, I'm in good hands. Amen. I'm in good hands. Good hands. I'm in good hands. In fact, that was the theme of a commercial. Do you remember these commercials that talked about good hands? Fact is... Every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard. With feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? If you've committed yourself to the Father, well, we declare today that we are in good hands. Amen? Good hands. If you're in the Father's hands, I'm in good hands. Say that with me. I'm in good hands. Now, this, the first idea we get from this phrase, from the cross, is this, that there is a Father who cares about you. There's a father who cares about you. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. You may have noticed that there's one difference between the words in Psalm 31 that Jesus learned as a baby and the word Jesus speaks from the cross. It's just one word. Jesus adds it. But it truly is a game-changing word. He adds the word Father to that bedtime prayer. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Father, say that with me. Father, Daddy, 
Papa. This was the affectionate, intimate word that every child would call his father, his earthly father. And Jesus takes it and he uses it to speak of God. Before Jesus, nobody spoke of God in this way. But then Jesus shows up and he rattles everybody's cage when he goes to God as Father, Daddy, Papa. 150 times Jesus refers to God in this way. At the very start of his life, when he's 12 years old, he says, I must be about my father's business. And then at the end of his life, there on the cross, he says, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. That Jesus, well, the primary way he thinks about God is Father. Then in Jesus, we find somebody who is very unique. He has this unique relationship with God, an eternal father and an eternal son. And then what Jesus does is this. He takes that relationship that is his by right, and he shares it with us so that we can approach God as father. Daddy, Papa, what a big deal it is to be able to approach God, the God who created the universe, to be able to approach him as Father. There are only two people in the world who call me Dad. My son Blake and my daughter Lauren, they call me Dad, and anytime I pick up the phone and they're on the other end and I hear the word Daddy... Oh my, my heart is right there. My attention is right there. And friend, you and I are invited into the kind of connection with God where we can approach God and relate to God as our Father, that we can enjoy His presence and hear His voice, and we can know His care. The primary way Jesus thinks about God is this. God is a loving, caring, heavenly Father. Now let me ask you a question. How do you think about God? What is your primary picture of God? The most important picture you have is not the one on your iPhone. The most important picture you have is the one you have of God in your heart. Because everything else will be shaped by that picture. What does that picture look like? Psychologists say that our very first ideas about God, we pick up from our earthly father. That we look at our earthly father and we transfer what we see in him onto God. So if our earthly father was distant or demeaning or destructive, 
that very early on will tend to think that way about God, that God is distant, God is demeaning, or God is destructive. Maybe this weekend, you're not even sure why. But for one reason or another, you just can't seem to get close to God. If the picture on the inside is broken, let the words of Jesus heal up your heart today. Imagine, yeah, let's give God praise, amen. Jesus gives us a clear picture of the Father. Imagine that Jesus is looking in you, you in the eye and talking to you about your heavenly Father. Jesus says, your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Can somebody say amen? amen. Jesus says, look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And everybody said amen. Amen. If you then, Jesus says, though you are evil, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Can somebody say amen to that? Hallelujah! We have a Father, a loving, caring, heavenly Father who we can trust. We're in good hands. I read about a father and son during World War II, the city of London was being bombed one evening. And during the bombing, an explosion happened in a building. The father grabbed his little boy, ran out of the building, and in the darkness, they're trying to find the closest place that they can take cover. And they see this crater, and the father jumps into the crater And he reaches up and he tells his son to jump. But there's so much chaos going on. There's darkness and smoke everywhere. The son cries out, Daddy, I can't see you. And the father says, that's all right, son. I can see you. It's safe to jump. And friend, if there's chaos happening all around you right now, explosions are on your right and on your left. There is a heavenly father who loves you, who cares about you, and it is safe to jump into his arms. Can we give him praise today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm in good hands. Say that with me. I'm in good hands. Now, here's the second idea that we see in this passage as we make through our way through this verse one phrase at a time. Next is that the Father has hands that you really can trust. Hands that you really can trust. We read, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. You can trust the Father's hands. There's a photographer by the name of Ann Geddes, and she takes pictures of babies and this one group of babies, you can see them in people's hands. Here's a baby in hands, and here's another baby in hands, and here's another baby in hands. Aren't those beautiful babies? Babies at peace resting in somebody's hands. 
Keep that picture with you. What would it take for you to be at peace and to be at rest? What do you need to put into the Father's hands today? The hands of men can be a very scary place. As we go toward the crucifixion, we read a lot about the hands of men. Jesus told his disciples, he said, the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the, what, hands of men, and they will kill him. Jesus, before he gets arrested, says, the hour has come, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. And then, after the resurrection, the angel reminds his followers what Jesus had said, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And that's what I found out about the hands of men. One minute, they may be shaking your hand. The next minute, they may take your hand and put a nail through it. The hands of men aren't always trustworthy, but the hands of God you can always trust. You can always trust the hands of God. I want you to own that. I want you to believe it. In fact, one of the ways that this phrase could be translated is, Father, into your hands I deposit my spirit. Because this word commit and trust deposit was often used in the world of economics. And the best way to describe it is to think of a safety deposit box. Pastor Seti was telling me a story. And uh, Pastor Seti does such a great job. Would you give it up for Pastor Seti? He's a great member of the team. He was telling me that one of his favorite moments growing up, he grew up in Hong Kong, was he would go with his mom to the bank. And they would go to this special room. He's a little kid. And in that special room, the bank manager would bring out this box. And then the bank manager would leave. And there, that box was in the room, just his mom and him. It was quiet, and she had this key to open up that box. He said it was just like in the movies. <laughs> and when they would open up that box, that's where his mom kept their most valuable possessions. They put them in that box so they would be safe and secure. And friend, when we come to this word on the cross, that's what we find. We take what is valuable to us and we deposit it into the hands of the Father because he will keep it safe and secure. Can somebody say amen to that? He really will. So again, let me ask you a question. What do you need to take and place Deposit it into the hands of the Father. If you're having trouble figuring that out, let me put it another way. What have you been worried about recently? If it's worth worrying about, then it's worth 
making a trip to the bank and depositing it in the hands of the Father. It's, it's saying, Father, into your hands, I commit my career. Or into your hands, I commit my children. Or into your hands, I commit my reputation. Or into your hands, I commit my future. Or into your hands, I commit my finances. What do you need to take and commit to the Father? In fact, I'm going to invite you to join me this week. Just for one week, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. What? (laughs) Homework from church. I'm going to invite you to join me every day at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. Say that with me. 3 What time? Because at 3 o'clock, that's when Jesus speaks these words from the cross. What time is it? 3 at 3 o'clock, I invite you to take these words and own them. And let them own you. Every day at 3 o'clock, take your faith, link it to the cross. And say, Father, into your hands, I commit. I commit this afternoon... I commit this meeting, I commit these worries, I commit, the, commit this stretch, stress. Father, into your hands, I commit my life. Because there's no better place to be than to be in the hands of the Father. Amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but just... Being real before you today, sometimes when I'm trying to keep a grip on things in my life, my grip gets weak. Whether I'm trying to get, keep a grip on God or a grip with others my, or a grip on the church, my grip gets very... Sometimes I feel like this right up here. See, you ever felt like that? You're barely holding on. You know, on a side note, an occupational therapist... A group of them did a study to find out our grip strength. Has it changed in the last 30 years? And they found out something that shocked them. They said that the average grip today is 20% weaker than it was 30 years ago. Think about that. 30 years ago, Elisa would hand me a jar that was frozen shut. It was old and crusty, but I would crank it open. Today, I have trouble with a milk carton. Amen. (laughs) Get that open. The good news today is that the Heavenly Father's grip is just as strong today as it was 30 years ago. Our God, His grip never changes. That's why you can trust His hands. In one place, Jesus says, those who put their trust in Him, here's how He puts it. He says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one, say that with me, no one, say it again, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one, say that with me, no one can snatch them out of my hand, Father's hands. Friend, the devil can't snatch you out of the Father's hand. Others can't snatch you out of the Father's hand. You cannot snatch you out of the Father's hand. The Father has you in his hand, and he will not let you go. He has a grip on you. 
One man talked about the father's hands this way. When he was facing a dangerous moment in his life, the apostle Paul writes, we were really crushed and overwhelmed and feared that we would never live through it. We felt we were doomed to die and saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. But that was good. For then we put everything into what? The hands of God, who alone could save us, for he can even raise the dead. Can we give God praise? Amen. We're in good hands. Hallelujah. Good hands. I'm in good hands. Say that with me. I'm in good hands. That brings us to the last takeaway. The last takeaway is this, that you can trust the Father's hands with your spirit, with your spirit. You can trust the Father's hands with your spirit. The Bible says this, Father, into your hands I commit my what? According to Jesus, everybody catch this, according to Jesus, you are more than just a body. You have a spirit. However you want to define spirit, according to Jesus, you are more than a body, you have a spirit. And that spirit is one of the things that makes you different. It makes us different than the animals. It makes us different than the robots. AI is developing like crazy. I was watching this one thing. Well, watch the screens. You can see it for yourself. This is the fastest progress we've seen from artificial intelligence. Evelyn continues to learn at an exponential rate. Only a week ago, I believe... Doctor, I still don't understand why you have unlimited with Verizon. Why wouldn't you switch all your lines to Sprint? What? I've analyzed the data. Sprint's network reliability is less than a 1% difference than Verizon's, yet you choose to pay twice as much. I never thought of that. I never thought of that. <laughs> we are laughing at your expense. Okay, guys, it wasn't that funny. You got a dumb face. So what made you switch? My coworkers are making fun of me. Ah. But the, the way robots are developing, uh, they can do the same things humans can. They can do things better than certain, well, than human beings can. But no matter how advanced AI gets, it will never be human. Because only human beings have a spirit. And when a person dies, according to Jesus, the spirit lives on. And so he takes his spirit and he commits it into the hands of the Father. He doesn't say, into the unknown, I commit my spirit. He doesn't say, into the darkness, I commit my spirit. Instead, he says, into your hands, I commit my spirit. It reminds me of one man. He was coming near the end of his life and he was confined to his bed and people asked him if he was afraid and he said no I'm not really afraid because he kept a chair next to his bed 
And he said, I picture God in that chair. And because I know God is with me, I'm not afraid of death. One morning they came in to check on him and he had passed away during the night. And this is the way they found him. They found his arm reaching onto that chair. That as he took his final breath, he took his hand and placed it into the hand of the Father. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Go all the way back to the first Christian martyr, a man by the name of Stephen. He's preaching about Jesus. The religious leaders don't like what he's saying, so they take him and they stone him to death. Before he dies, Stephen looks into the heavens and he has a vision. And he sees Jesus standing up at the right hand of the Father. Now, this is the only place in the Bible where Jesus is pictured as standing up next to the Father. And all the other times, he's pictured as sitting down next to the Father. But this is the one time Jesus is standing up. Friend, when you stand up for Jesus, Jesus stands up for you. Amen. That's what we learn from Stephen. He's giving his life for Jesus. Jesus is standing up for him. And in those final moments, Stephen says, Jesus, receive my spirit into your hands. I commit my spirit. People have been praying this prayer. St. Stephen, the great theologian St. Augustine, the great reformer Martin Luther, and even a regular guy like me. A few months ago, wow, this prayer took on a whole new level of meaning and power for me. As I stood there at my dad's bed and he hovered between this world and the next world, I took those words from the cross and I prayed them over my dad. I knew that if my dad was in the Father's hands, he would be safe and secure. And so I said that prayer, Father, into your hands, I commit my dad's spirit. And it wasn't too long after that that my father went to sleep. My dad is the one who taught me to pray. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And I was able to watch my dad fall asleep, safe in the arms of the Heavenly Father. Because if you're a believer, if you're a believer, if you're a believer this weekend, death is no more dangerous than falling asleep in your father's arms. It's the safest place you can be. Can we give God praise? Amen. It's the safest place you can be.
the creative arts team is getting ready. They have a special song that they've put together for me that'll wind things up. Before they do, bow your heads with me for just a moment. Those watching online, those who are here on campus, if you would say, Pastor Ken, I don't want to be a fan of Jesus. I need to be a follower of Jesus. I've never really put my faith and trust in him, and today is my day. I prayed with a guy last service. Tears coming down his eyes, surrendering his life to Christ. You say, Pastor Ken, that's a decision I'm making today. Every journey starts with a step, and today I'm stepping across the line, and I'm putting my faith and trust in Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. If that's a decision you're making, I want to agree with you that this is your day. Would you lift up your hand real high and say, Pastor Ken, that's me. God bless you. 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 Up here in the balcony, you'd say, Pastor Ken, that's me. Wow, this is your day. Those watching online, you'd say, hey, Ken, that's me. That's me. Let me say a prayer for for you and a prayer for all of us. Father, thank you for all of those who are confessing by lifting up their hands that Jesus, you're their Savior. You're forgiving them of their sins. And Jesus, they're surrendering their life to you. And I pray for all of us this season, God, that we would never grow old of what a special thing it is to be able to call you Father, Daddy, Papa. And I pray that if we're stressed and worried, that we be able to come to you and whatever has us stressed out, that we could place it into your hands. And that, God, we are sure that when this life is over, we don't have to guess, we don't have to wonder. We have the sure word of Jesus that anchors our soul. The safest place to be is in the Father's hands, both here and in eternity. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Here's what we're going to do. We're not dismissing yet, so hang with me for just a minute. Everybody stand. And the worship arts team has put something very special together to wrap up service today. Now, my dad and I, we used to sing this song a long time ago. So this is old school. But this is how we used to, well, this is how we used to sing it down in Cajun country, down by the bayou. And so I'm going to invite you. You may not know it, but one or two times through, you can pick it up. You got to stand up because you may want to tap your foot or clap along. So let's rejoice today in the hope that we have. Pastor Dan, take it away.
California boy, but I got some Louisiana down there somewhere, amen.